Hello, I'm Pastor David Keener. This is December 10th, 2022, Saturday of the second week of Advent. Our reading for today is from 2 Thessalonians, the third chapter, beginning at the sixth verse. Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor, we worked night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we do not have the right, but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. As for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with him that he might be ashamed. Do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. This is the sign of genuineness in every letter of mine. It is the way I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Here ends the reading. In this passage, the Apostle Paul warns about the dangers of walking in idleness. It's a curious turn of phrase. Walking indicates movement. Idleness indicates stillness. So what might it mean to walk in idleness? In his classic book, The Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl, a Jewish psychiatrist and Holocaust survivor, describes in vivid detail his life at Nazi concentration camp. But what's interesting about his account is that he writes it from the perspective of a psychiatrist, that he was a renowned psychiatrist. During his time of internment, he noticed that how well a prisoner endured the horrors of the camp was tied to their sense of meaning and purpose. Those who could envision a productive future and their place in it had a reason to live and a purpose in life. Even amidst the horrors of Auschwitz, Frankel found the strength to endure. As a psychiatrist and a scientist, he wanted to live long enough to finish a manuscript outlining his therapeutic theories. As a physician, he found purpose and meaning in caring for the sick and injured prisoners in the camp. And as a husband and a son and, and a brother, he was strengthened by the hope of being reunited someday with his beloved wife and family. But Frankel sadly noted that those prisoners who did not have a vision of the future or, or a feeling of purpose or meaning in their lives usually did not survive. Seeing no hope for tomorrow, they saw no point in living today, and they eventually lost their desire to live altogether. As I read the text today, I was reminded of Frankel's words and his work and 
wondered if Paul might use this phrase, walking in idleness, not so much as a condemnation of laziness, but as a warning against the dangers of a life lived without meaning and without purpose. After all, in verse 15, Paul does say that we should regard the person walking in idleness not as an enemy, but as someone who is to be warned. Well, Viktor Frankl eventually wrote his manuscript and he founded an entire school of psychotherapy um, that is uh, used even today. And he termed logotherapy using the Greek word logos, which can be translated as meaning or purpose. So the core of his logotherapy is encouraging others to find the hidden logos, the hidden meaning in their lives. Well, as Christians, we believe that the logos is no longer hidden. You see, the more common translation of the Greek word logos is the English word word. The Gospel of John in verses 1 and 14 proclaims, in the beginning was the word, the logos. And the logos was with God, and the logos was God. And then in verse 14, and the logos became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. In Christ, we have meaning and purpose and direction in our lives. In the great, command, uh, the great commandment, he gives us purpose with the instructions to love the Lord our God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind and our neighbors as ourselves. In the great commission, he gives us direction in our life by sending us into the world to make disciples, to baptize, and to teach, knowing in our heart that the Logos, the Word made flesh, walks with us, giving us strength and hope for tomorrow. This is Advent. It is a season of anticipation. It is not, however, a time of idle waiting, but rather a time of joyful preparation for the coming of the one who gives meaning and purpose to our lives. Jesus Christ, the Logos, the Word made flesh. Let us pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, you are the Word that gives meaning to our lives. Help us to face each day with conviction rather than idleness. We pray this day that you would open our eyes to see clearly the path you have laid before us. Direct our feet to someone that we might serve in your name. Use our hands to lift someone up and our voices to give encouragement by proclaiming your saving grace. Give us courage to face this day, strengthened by the knowledge that you are by our side. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.